You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash Film School. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Sarah Polly was on a flight back from Iceland after working on Hal Hartley's film No Such Thing when she read Alice Munro's short story The Bear Came Over the Mountain. Now, six years later, Polly's first feature film, Away From Her, a love story starring Julie Christie based on Munro's short story, will open this Friday in Los Angeles. Polly is a director, writer, and actress renowned in her native Canada for her political activism. Her career ranges from the TV series The Road to Avonlea to the Oscar-nominated The Sweet Hereafter, from Terry Gilliam's The Adventures of Baron Munchausen to the highly acclaimed The Secret Life of Words. Sarah Polly, welcome to film school. Thank you very much. How are you doing today? You very been, well. You've been very busy? Um, yeah, it's been a busy week, but it's been good. All right, very good. Now, your film is centered on a husband and wife love relationship as they deal with Alzheimer's, the wife's Alzheimer's, played by Julie Christie. Within the film and making the film... How much did you find that love is based on memory and that when this starts to crumble, there's very much of a challenge? I guess I I found it really interesting the way, you know, Monroe dealt with this in in the short story and the idea that you're still grappling with and untangling, you know, memories that you may have created together 20 or 30 or 40 years ago. And I loved the way she focused in terms of the Alzheimer's, not on the forgetting, but on how painful it can be sometimes to remember and that the the idea that this other facet to the disease that we don't talk about as much that you know as Julie Christie's character does get sort of caught in a memory from about 30 or 40 years ago and you know a wound that's been healed for a long time all of a sudden becomes unscabbed and becomes very very present did you want to leave that vague as far as her torturing Grant, the husband, about that particular infidelity? Or (laughs) did you have something uh, more direct in mind? I thought it was important that we feel that she have a very vivid emotional memory, even Mm -hmm. though she couldn't quite articulate why or or who he was necessarily, because she does ultimately forget him in the film. But I I thought it was important to sort of show that, that those sort of emotional memories were extremely strong within her. I want to say that having a situation in my own life that been been touched by a, a my mom with a, mm. a brain uh, dementia, that you really did nail that in the sense that people want to romanticize in some ways people as they slip into a state of dementia, that everything was perfect in their relationship. Right. But in fact, in my own situation, this is exactly what has happened. You, you see this sort of unresolved, many unresolved issues. People tend to hold on for whatever reasons. They tend to hold on the most painful memories, mm. the longest. At least it's been been my experience. And, That's so uh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, it comes across in the film that people do, in fact, hold on to these things. And they, they take them with them even as they forget everything else. How did you, uh, how did just, you relate with Julie Christie yeah. regarding that? Because she's the one going through this. Did you? This is going to sound horrible, but did you say that's not enough dementia in that at any time? No, no. I mean, I think that you know, Julie, like most of us, had some experience with Alzheimer's disease or people with dementia in her life who she loved. So I think that she she drew on that, um, as well as the fact that you know Alice Monroe's short story was so you know, beautifully written and provided so much sort of insight and information to all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice Monroe is from Canada. Yeah, and you're from Canada. 
Have you read Alice Munro before, or was this the first experience with her? Um, I've always been a huge fan of hers. I mean, in Canada, you really grow up with her and read her in high school, and she's always been one of my favorite writers. I'd never thought of adapting any of of her works, but um, I read this, I guess, when it first came out in The New Yorker about six or seven years ago, and immediately it seemed so cinematic to me and and so obviously something that I wanted to make into a film. Amir, you were friends with Julie Christie. You'd worked with her before, but you had a tough time getting her for this project. Could you talk just a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, you know, it's funny. I always knew as soon as I read the short story that there was no one in my mind who could play this part except for Julie. But I also knew from being her friend that it would take some time to convince her. I mean, she's just somebody who doesn't leap into acting roles very easily. So it did take some time. And, you know, she did really respond to the script and liked it and took a few months to think about it, but ultimately decided it wasn't something she wanted to invest that much time in, you know, as she doesn't really seem to want to invest a lot of time in acting in generally. (laughs) And so it did take some convincing, and, and thank God she eventually said yes, because it was hard for me to want to make the film without her. Now, how long did you have her? How long did we have, have her yeah, for shooting? For about uh, for the the duration for thirty days. Oh. Once she threw herself into the project, I imagine she was a hundred percent there. There was no reluctance. No, I mean that was. Yeah. I think that's what's amazing about Julian. I think that's why it takes so long for her to say yes. Is that uh, once she does say yes, she's the most devoted person there. Did you have any difficulty? You're you're a woman, and as far as directing goes, it's a male dominated occupation. Did you ever feel at any point in time uh, getting this? produce did you ever feel anything that, uh, that, that you were that you were not quite up to the to the male dominated profession i mean you know there's certainly moments when you're trying to get a film financed where you feel like not just being female but also being young and being an actress is certainly not working in your favor in terms of people taking you at all seriously yeah. but in the end you know when it got to the important stuff of actually being on set and making the film i felt I felt incredible support, and I think I was lucky enough to have a crew to whom I didn't really need to prove myself and who didn't require that of me. So it ended up being, you know, it ended up being a great experience. But yes, I think it is an extremely male-dominated profession, and I think that's that's actually really strange in this day and age that yeah. we're so underrepresented. You've had an incredible career. Uh, you, you really have, and, and my compliments to you. At this stage, though, now that you're in directing, are you looking forward to directing again or acting? Both. Right now, I'm really looking forward to acting again because, you know, I haven't done it in a while and I think I have more appreciation for it than I did before from having seen actors like this work. Um, But I'd really like to do both and ideally I'd juggle both equally in my life. Did you learn anything uh, from this, being a director that you want to take into your acting? A lot. I mean, I learned a lot from these actors and the way they kind of throw themselves into their work and their absolute generosity and, in, in, you know, finding out what a filmmaker's vision is and how they can best serve that. And, you know, I, I learned a lot about how to make a filmmaker's life a lot more easy, I think. In addition to Julie Christie and Olympia Dukakis and Michael Murphy, which American audiences are familiar with, you used uh, a Canadian actor uh, to play the part of Grant. Yes, Gordon Pinsent. He's somebody who's an icon, really, in Canada. He's been somebody I've looked up to my whole life, and he, I also could never really have imagined anybody else in this part except for him. He's a very stoic character, and um, Julie Christie's Fiona. Yes. She's a very determined woman, and she makes a sort of a decision very early on that when they're talking about going to the facility for her to stay that is, is quite striking. That, that's one of the things about her and her, her performance is there's a certain fierce determination in it, and... Uh, I thought that was terrific. And that's, I think, something that really, you know, one of the main reasons I, I really wanted Julie for this part is somebody who just, you know, in the most difficult, unimaginable way is able to just decide to do something that's the right thing and unbelievably brave and unbelievably difficult. 
Now, there's a moment here in the film where they're watching footage from Iraq, and it was Julie Christie's character, Fiona, who says, how could they forget Vietnam? Mm. Was that Alice Munro's line, or was that your line? That's that was um, from the script, not the oh. short story. Um, and I guess I, it was a couple of things. I mean, one was the idea that you know of taking this whole idea of you know the, the film being about memory and making it larger, setting them in a specific place and time, and also the idea that this woman, you know, even though she's suffering from Alzheimer's disease, still has a sense of that, and how confusing that is for her husband that she can remember that and be so completely herself and political and yet still not remember him. Well, there's a certain clarity to it, too. Yeah. I mean, even though she's suffering from Alzheimer's, she's saying what I think what most of us are thinking. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are you working on now? Are you looking to do more writing? Or, uh, you know, other than the acting you said you want to get back into, are you doing any writing? I'm, I'm doing both, yes. I'm, I'm, act, I'm writing right now a couple of screenplays, and I'm also about to start on two acting jobs. Where was this filmed? It was filmed around uh, Ontario, all around Ontario. It's a beautiful setting. Thank you. Yeah. Is, there, is there something about Canadian films that you'd like to say? Because we here at Film School, Mike and I have been uh, interviewing a lot of Canadian directors and actors and, and really been enjoying Canadian films, I'd have to say, more than American films. Do you want to stand in defense of Canadian films right now and give a little pitch? <laughs> Wave a flag? On yeah, that? because, uh, you know, you said a little bit at Royce Hall about Jack Valenti and how he's pretty much threw a blanket over the trade with Canada and, and uh, with the uh, Motion Picture Association yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, we definitely have, in one sense, a great advantage because most of our films are publicly funded, which means that the filmmaker has a great deal of creative control, even on a first film, which is, I think, a great way to sort of find your voice as a filmmaker, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. But we have had a hard time getting audiences to see our films, and for audiences, it's, it's difficult to sort of access your own culture and your own Canadian stories mm-hmm. because our films are so completely crowded out by American blockbusters. I think American independent films face some of the same problems, but in Canada it becomes an issue of not being able to access your own culture, which is hugely problematic. And, you know, every time we've tried to legislate something to make sure that we get a certain amount of screen space, we've been politically crushed by people like Jack Valenti, who, when we were going to introduce some kind of quota system in the 80s, immediately flew to Washington. And I think Reagan got on the phone to our prime minister and all of a sudden it went away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, um, this is an ongoing issue for us. How do we have enough screen space so that we can actually have choice as Canadians if we decide to see Canadian films? Mm-hmm. So it's an ongoing issue and, and there's no solution in, in near sight. But we'll is, is, is this I'd like to apologize for yeah, that. We, 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 <laughs> That's okay. I think American independent <laughs> filmmakers, you know, face a lot of the same problems yeah. in terms yeah. of getting their films on screen. I, I'm not sure. I may be wrong, but I think some of this has sort of been codified in the NAFTA agreements, the ability of people, I mean, to do this, to essentially allow more Canadian films to be seen or wherever the agreements I are. These so. free trade agreements tend to tend to try and uh, cement this domination uh, on the part of the United States economy. It's funny. I'm not sure actually how, um, how NAFTA has affected that. I know in the original sort of GATT agreements in like the 1940s, mm-hmm. there act- and it still stands, there's a stipulation that, that countries are allowed to protect their own film industries mm-hmm. in that way of like, having quotas. And I think that was because of the influx of American films all over the world right after the war. So, you know, I think there, there is a case to be made that it's, that it's perfectly legal in the, in the context of free trade. But, you know, something like an after agreement, you know, has not generally helped the arts, I think. Yeah. We're speaking with Sarah Polly. The film is away from her. We saw the film at the uh, Royce Hall, which was uh, 
as an adjunct, I think, to the uh, the book, the Festival of Books. Yeah. LA Times Festival. Have you been taking this film around in these kinds of venues to to get to drum up support? Or was this a, a one? Yeah, time? there's been a lot of a lot of great sort of screenings like the one at the Festival of Books, and we've been obviously to festivals like Toronto and Sundance and Berlin, and so yes, we've been traveling with the film kind How, of nonstop. How's that experience been for you? It's been great, actually. I mean, it's so new for me to experience a film this way and to be able to engage in this kind of dialogue with people about, you know, something you really care about. So it's been, it's yeah. actually not been burdensome at all. It's been really interesting. We'll see that, see that audience feedback. And I, the audience at, at Royce was, was very responsive. I thought, uh, asked some terrific questions. And it was a you, great audience. You know, I, I think it was at Royce Hall. It was in one of your interviews. It you, was, yes. you, you said that you took on Alice Munro's short story uh, because there was something you needed to learn from it, from the, mm-hmm. from the reading of it. Did you find that out? You know, I feel like it sort of, it, it was more a matter of sort of walking around and asking questions as opposed to coming up with answers. But I yeah. think that there was a lot about unconditional love and, and what it means in the context of a real life and a real marriage that was that was really fascinating to me. By the way, the, the film is a love story. Uh-huh. Alzheimer's is certainly a, an important mm-hmm. part of it, but it is this, and this ability of, of Grant to to essentially let go mm-hmm. is is an important part of it. And, and trying to fashion a life with this elephant in the room, which is which is the Alzheimer's. Have you spoken to Alice Munro? Yeah. Um, I have not. She read the ah. script and really liked it, but she has not yet seen the film as far as I know. You know, if you if you go to uh, Amazon now and put in Alice Munro, up at the top of the stack is a book called Away From Her, oh my God, that's which, so which is which is your title, not her. Yes. You, 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 you realize you're, you're uh, changing her history right now. <laughs> I, know, it's, I feel very, very odd about that. <laughs> I want to thank you so much, uh, Sarah Pauly, for coming here on Film School and talking to us about this film away from her. Thank you very much. And, and good luck. Yeah. And it's a terrific film. Thank you thank for you being Thank you so here. much for having me. See you later. Bye. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at kuci.org slash filmschool.